Chibi um, Robo. Hunt fish kill. What? <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> it's February 27th, 2020. This is Game Older with CivilFritz.net. I'm Jonathan again, and as usual, we've got Andy here. Again. Again. What, what's going on, Andy? I'm looking at lots of pictures of a brightly colored dog. Fascinating. I, uh, well, we'll probably talk about that dog here in a minute. And we have a we have a special guest with us sharing a microphone with Andy. Uh, who is our special guest today? It's not a dog. It's it's not a dog. That's correct. It's an okami. It's a wolf. What? I'm sorry. That's not his name or her name. Okami means God. I see. It's an Okami. I see. But who are you? Who is our special guest I'm, today? I'm not an Okami. That's correct. I'm Cam. Hello, Cam. Wait, but that's not how you're supposed to say it. Yeah, I'm uh, probably not going to keep that up. <sighs> so irritating. Cam. Yes. Thank I don't you. want to blow out the recording every time I say your name. Well, you don't have to do that. You just have to deliver the monotone completely... uh, Cam. Yes, and unrelated to current tone. I see. So, why are you with us today? Uh, What... I don't know how to... I thought you wanted me. Well, yes, there's that. (laughs) But I can go? You inviting people and then ask them why they're here. But you got to go with me here. Maybe you talk about why that is. We're here to talk about a specific game today. Uh, and that game is Okami. And uh, it, it's a game that I had wanted to play for quite a while. And I, I even purchased it at least once. Um, but then when when you started hanging out here for a while, I finally, I think you had it on Steam. And finally actually sat down and played through the whole thing. But why why is Okami special to you? Okami is one of the most beautiful, friendly games I have ever played in my life. Why Why do you say friendly? Because it's so zen to play it. I see. It's a happy game where you are literally improving the environment that you are walking through. Yes. And that, and that w- helping people. Realizing to think of it that way was one of the things that actually helped me enjoy playing it. Uh, but for real quick... Um, Maybe like, what is your first memory of Okami? Do you remember when you first encountered it? Yes, I was at a GameStop and I was searching for new games to play. And I, um, I think I had three GameStop employees because it was at the the mall that nothing ever happened at and it was, should have been shut down years before. So like all the stores were always empty. But anyway, so I had like three GameStop employees and we're all just trying to figure out what's the best PS2 game that I should grab. And I was I was significantly behind the PS2 curve. I'm usually behind by three or four years, if not more. You, you may be on the right podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what we do. Yeah. We, we play games late. <laughs> so, um... Let's see. I had, I had. Um, let's see. I had, I had just moved states, um, and was was living with a cousin of mine, and uh, 
It was the first time I'd been living with another roommate who also liked to game. Um, and we got a couple of gaming systems. I went to GameStop and I got us an Xbox and a PS2. Um, and this and was a game that I got really into that he didn't. But we used to trade off God of War a lot. Whenever one of us got stuck, we just tossed the controller to the other one. Yes. Sorry, I went on a tangent there. That's that's no. again, that's what we do. That sounds great. That's how we like to play a lot of games. The the yeah, tossing. We, in the fact, controller. one of the previous episodes was specifically tandem gaming and, and yeah. tandem gaming and playing back and forth just like that. First, I've, one player games played by two. Yeah. Yeah, I I find the really challenging games best that way mm-hmm. because you still get all the thrill of beating really challenging stuff without getting stuck somewhere for so long that it isn't fun. Yeah. We played The Witness that way, which is just a puzzle game. I wish I'd gotten to play The Witness Oh, that's right. We just kind of tortured you with it. (laughs) (laughs) Having someone to pass it off to would have been far preferable to, yeah, the peanut gallery right here. (laughs) So I don't remember the first time that I saw Okami. Uh, I also came to the PS2 late. Um, we, we got the PS2 while we were kind of abandoned in a hotel room for two months, wait, and all of the games were packed. And so it was time to go buy another system to have something to play. And the PS2 was ridiculously cheap and all of the games were like three for $10 at the time. Sounds like every gamer's dream. Oh no, I'm stuck in a hotel for two months with a new game system. And nothing to do. We (laughs) did play a lot of Resident Evil 4. It was at the perfect time to just, yeah, buy used everything PS2. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and but we 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 kept playing that when we moved countries, but we're still at a hotel. <laughs> I just always knew that Okami was a game, like a capital G game, that people liked and was important. And you can tell that it's that kind of game just by looking at it. the The art style is a very specific and very notable part of it. Yeah. Uh, but every time I tried to sit down to play it, I couldn't get more than well. I'll say an hour in, but that's like two minutes of gameplay. And <laughs> there's a lot of talking. There is a lot of talking. There really isn't, guys. There really isn't much talking in the game at all. But there is a lot of... Yes, there, there's a lot of rare speak. There's a lot of text with funny noises accompanying it yeah yeah there's almost no talking (laughs) it takes a long time to get through so okami was released in 2006 which sounds like forever ago now uh it was it was released by a company called clover studio which was like a second party for capcom i think something they they have one of the coolest logo entries yeah i'm a big fan of the clover intro we were just watching a let's play of it it's a four-leaf clover right yeah yeah. Yeah, but it makes this cool little happy noise that just kind of cheers you yes um But yeah, I was I was like commenting that I was zen and friendly. Mm-hmm. I was disappointed to m- miss out on it because in the re-releases, like Clover Studio is no more, and so that logo, I guess, is still is a trademark somewhere that is owned by someone, but not by the people who own the game. Mm. So when the game is re-released, they remove all of the Clover branding. Oh, no. But. But, but there's still clovers in the game, yeah. The in-game clovers, so you still get the noises and the in-game clovers to play yeah, with. Yeah, it just never goes clover. Yeah. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah. You 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 don't get that ASMR. Clover. Oh. Uh, yeah. 
But other games that Clover made, uh, I think there are really only two. There's certainly only two that are notable. There's Beautiful Joe, which I think we should check out because oh. uh, it it looks a lot like Okami just from its art style. It's it's not anything like it. I don't know if I've ever heard of this before. I feel like I've heard the same capital G game things about Beautiful Joe that you were describing with Okumi. Yeah, well, I, but I've, I'm also unfamiliar with the actual game. It's it's just like a side-scrolling beat 'em up, like an Turtles style game, but it's got beautiful art, and it's one of these history things where Capcom, I guess, was contractually obligated to put games on the GameCube, and this was one of the games that they did that. And it was just like a, a big tentpole game for the GameCube and people liked it. Okay, let's play it. And then the other game is God Hand. So God Hand's like super weird. It, it is another like beat em up thing. Uh, when I was when I was doing research for this, I, I actually watched some Let's Play of it and it's got like a weird combo system or something. That one seems far more like Shenmue levels of some people really like it, but it is objectively strange kind of game. I'm less interested in playing that, I think. Back on Okami a little bit? Yeah. One of one of the things that really hit me, like, from the start when I started playing it, I got hit really strong with nostalgia for Spyro. Okay. The movement, mm. the sound of the running, mm. the dashing forward, it all hit me really hard with Spyro, which was the first video game I got to play very regularly since Super Mario Brothers. Um, so it, it and Super Mario Brothers are, are like two of my earliest big games. Yeah, I, I never played too much Spyro, but I see what you're saying. Um, and, Andy, you played best. a lot of Spyro too, right? I played it at Best Buy a lot. I see. One of we those didn't own it, games. but it was just consistently at Best Buy for a long time. And my dad liked to go to Best Buy and hang out for really long periods of time without buying anything. So I played a lot of Spyro. Yes. <laughs> I wish my dad had that habit. Whereas my father, when we would, he would find us in the electronics section playing video games to say, if you are not planning on buying that, you are stealing the time from the store. Are you serious? Oh, absolutely. That's so funny. No, my dad was like a professional browser. Yes. And like going and standing and playing the, the demo games for hours was just like, that was just what you did. Yeah, my, my dad was one step away from thinking that you should return the air to the store if you didn't buy anything. I mean, it's capitalism. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta support the, the system. It's not evil. Anyway, one more bit of history uh, before we really delve into the game proper. So the, the people from from Clover eventually, like they split off and were two different companies and then rejoined back together and that new company is Platinum and they've made quite a name for themselves. The The games that I wrote down here are Bayonetta, which was one of the first big ones uh, that, that really took off. Um, but Vanquish, I've got a copy of Vanquish. That's a pretty cool, um, a pretty cool like sci-fi action game. Uh, they made a Metal Gear game, Metal Gear Rising, where you play as Raiden, and it is a platinum game, platinum game. That's why I play Metal Gear for Raiden. It's a, a very different <laughs> kind of game. It's got a president who wants to make America great again. It's kind of weird. Does uh, he really use that phrase? He does, and it predates <gasps> everything that's happened. And then I've been playing, or I guess I just finished playing Near Automata, which is a platinum game uh, okay. that... I, I don't know. It's the one I spent the most time with. I think it's the first of their games, aside from, uh, well, if you count Okami, that I've finished. It's about real sad robots. But most of uh, most of the Platinum games are are about kind of high-speed dynamic movement. 
mm-hmm. and, and a really good sense of flow. And Okami is definitely an early point in that journey of theirs, but you can see it, uh, especially when you start getting into the battling system. And there's not too much there, but there's a lot of the kind of hovering in the air with multiple hit combos, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That's a big Platinum Games thing. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, you know, the, the, the DNA of it is starting even there. So I think there's two aspects to Okami that are are kind of the easiest to pick out and see as unique. One of them is the art style, and it really is unique. Um, and it's one of the best looking games of any game. Oh yeah, and even now. Even now, like oh, the yeah. the re release, all it do- all it has to do is give it widescreen support and upscale it, and then make the cutscenes skippable. And it's an amazing game. I used to just show people Okami if they were skeptical of video games as art at all i'd be mm. like i just have one game to show you You don't even have to play it you just just look at it there's little interstitial not quite cutscene things that have even more realistic ink and pen drawing things those look really good and i kind of wish that there was a way to play a game that looks like that mm. but it's all just so stylized that it it's just timeless the game just looks great but the other thing is the celestial brush mechanic. Can someone explain the celestial brush mechanic real quick? Yeah, it seems like something that would port perfectly to a Wiimote, and it absolutely does not. Yes, there is a Wii version of this game, and like you said, it, it feels like a good home for it. But I've never played it, but I've heard it's a bad experience. Yeah, it's awful. You, you hold down the left bumper on your controller, and suddenly... The entire screen becomes like a drawing. It looks like you're looking at a scroll. And then you have a brush appear. And by using your stick. Analog stick. Thank you. Analog stick. You can draw symbols, which are stand-ins for powers that you get. Um, Like you get a slashing technique, which is pretty standard. You slash things. You can draw a bomb and a bomb appears. Yeah, That was pretty literal. Yeah. You can draw the sun in the sky. You can draw the moon in the sky. You can make plants bloom. You can draw dots on the ground and trees will sprout up. Um, At any time, you can make things bloom. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's some really cool aspects in the... The interaction that you get with nature isn't something that I've seen in any other game. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. usually nature is just kind of a backdrop that yeah. you don't really interact with. A, a big part of me enjoying playing this game finally was realizing that the environmental improvements that you make are permanent. Because it all feels ephemeral to me. And I was just, like, my brain was processing it like picking up coins in Mario. And so I didn't value any of it. But then when I realized, oh, every tree you heal stays that way forever. Suddenly I wanted to do all of it. Yeah, I didn't really pick up on that either. Because so much stuff like that is impermanent in other Mm -hmm. games. Yes, you guys are hitting on one of my very favorite parts of the game. Uh, so many of those things are impermanent in other games, and that's always driven me crazy. Mm-hmm. I've, I've gone to all this effort. I've, I've tried to make things, you know, nicer here, and look, it's all it's it's all gone again. Because they want you to be able to do it again. You and actually again. Yeah. get to make things nicer, mm-hmm. and you don't feel like you're missing out because you don't get to do it again. Because you do in the next section, and trust me, you're not going to wish this game was longer. It's fair. For all that it's wonderful. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not it's not long like RPG long. It's a long one of these. 
but I think it particularly feels long if you're trying to just blow through it and finish it. When I was just hanging out in it and just spending time and doing random things, it felt really good, which was a, a good lesson to learn. I played this game either right before or right after or during Death Stranding, and I strangely had kind of the same appreciation for it, that when I wasn't trying to complete it, when I was just going from place to place and doing things in the game, I enjoyed it a lot more. It was fine. It's like gardening. Yeah. Gardening is gaming. Yes. So, what is the plot of Okami? What is happening in this game? Aliens. There are aliens. Gods. Something. Bugs. A really creepy Like Spyro, but but instead of a dragon, you're a wolf god. (laughs) And instead of releasing crystallized dragons... You are blossoming sapling trees. Okay. Why are you blossoming them? Oh, for the wood sprite, Sakuya. She has roots all over Nippon. I'm probably saying that wrong. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's okay. We don't speak Japanese. Nippon. Nippon? I don't know. That's how it sounds in my head. But again, my apologies. Not Japanese. Yeah, this game is set in feudal Japan or a fictionalized feudal Japan. It gorgeously so but um so she has her roots spread out all throughout the land and they come up as guardian saplings which you make blossom and it defeats the cursed zones um it's it's hard to say how it kicks off i mean do you start with the backstory because you've got like 20 minutes of backstory before you ever get to move it's not that memorable either it doesn't feel like it's the important part of the game it is important though because later in the game should i be saying this yeah go for it you go and relive it all yeah this game has time travel yeah this game has aliens oh see i didn't make this game has naturalism as so I have a really poor track record for beating games. I have beaten Especially 60-hour long but games. But really long. Yeah. My attention span just goes... What is this? Did it take me that long to beat it? 60 hours seems like a long time. I have spent a, long a time. lot more than 60 hours on this game. Well, yes, but you've played it multiple times. That's true. So who's Arichi? Or Orochi? Arachi. He is the eight-headed dragon. Okay. He's the first bad guy, and when I first played the game, I thought he was the final bad guy. <laughs> yes, it does that thing that like a Zelda game does, and people compare this game to a Zelda game, especially like an Ocarina of Time style Zelda game, quite a lot. I think that that does or it a Twilight disservice. Twilight Princess. Oh, uh, oh but- yeah. The Fair one enough. that literally has a wolf in a shadow world. Yes, in it. it has a lot of direct comparisons, especially artistically and kind of the way the battle system works to you, Twilight Princess. You said something about the game developers uh, between the two games had contact. With no, no, there, there are, there are like people wonder that, but there oh, is no such oh, actual thing. That's just, just a, it's just an urban legend. It's a little uncanny. Yeah, it is It is ants to a bug's life. I mean, it, it clearly is. They took the wolf thing in a Zelda direction, and this is its own thing, and yet there are just some really weird similarities. Yeah, yeah. Even just, like, little details, it's very strange. Like, when you encounter things as a wolf in Twilight Princess, 
they like create a circular battle arena that you must fight them in in order to redeem some part of the overworld. And there are these and weird is, limping, hulking shadow monsters yeah. that you've never seen in Zelda. That before. is just this game. Yeah. And they they came out at the same time, or roughly around the same time. And yeah. I think maybe the conversation we were having before is one of them started development earlier, but the other one released earlier. And so mm-hmm. there's there's weird coincident evolution of these two games. They also both have tiny creatures that ride on their backs and the same mean things to them. Who is Amaterasu? So that's your main character. That's the wolf sun goddess. Also known as Ami. Yes. And in her previous incarnation a hundred years ago, Shiranru. Shiranu? Shiranu? I don't know. Shira- I can spell yeah. it for you. Shiranyu. And, and and what is Ami doing? Why just why is Ami a wolf? Why is Ami making the world a better place? Ami is an environmentalist. Yeah. Ami <laughs> believes in taking care of things up to the seventh generation. Alright, one more. Who is I'm looking for his name here. Um Who is Susano? Tell me about Susano. Do I have to? Yeah. Oh. Andy, tell me about Susano. Uh, is is he the big guy who keeps falling asleep? Yes. Yeah. He's a big part of the first half of the game. He's a big guy who keeps falling asleep, and he thinks that he's a hero, but Amy kind of keeps solving all of his problems and then letting him think that he did it. Right. Sort of. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, but he's really just kind of a big oaf that falls asleep too much. Correct. Well, he's 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 drunk a lot. That would that would do it. Yeah. Right. So ultimately, there's like an evil that is polluting or corrupting the land. Uh, he comes every like seventy years or something like that. This is Orochi or no, Orochi. No, no. Okay. In the beginning, <laughs> there was a cutscene, and it explains that Orochi. <laughs> in the beginning, there was a cutscene. <laughs> It was darkness, and then there was light in the cutscene. Right. Had a scroll right across with some gorgeous Yes, and lots of that, constantly that, throughout it, where it explains to you that Orochi is terrorizing this poor village of Kamiki. Now, every year... For some reason, this one village... Yeah, just this village, he demands a sacrifice from it every year. So once a year, annually... On a particular full moon, I think it's a full moon. Yeah. Um, he sends an Some arrow kind of like into the village, and it it hits somebody's house, and that person is the victim. I have questions about this because there's only like ten people living in the village. Are you yeah, sure it's every year? I thought yeah. it was far less often no, than no, that. It's annually. Yeah, that yeah. doesn't there's make like that t- that right, very long. Right? Maybe. Maybe that's why there's not that more. many people. <laughs> Although you do go back in time and it's the same number of people. exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Also, what if multiple people live in that house? Okay, yeah. Which one goes? Anyway. Anyway. So, 100 years ago, from the time that the game starts, in this cutscene, it is showing you what happened 100 years ago. Um, You see that the arrow lands um, in the local... Uh, Saki Brewer's house and the local hero, whose name is Nagi, um, mm-hmm. ends up going to fight the dragon and his to save his beloved, the Saki Brewer. I don't remember her name. 
Oh, is it like Kamiki or something like that? No, not Kamiki's no. the village. Oh, you're yeah. thinking of Kushi, but she's a hundred years later, clearly a descendant because uh, they're the exact same. I feel like I must have written it down. Models, but... same person. What well, didn't? Nope, just same models. <laughs> same, same game. Anyway, um, so that is the legend of Shiranru, and in the great battle, Shiranru goes to help Nagi, and ends up dying, succumbing from wounds in the battle. But Arachi is defeated and locked away, and then. You come a hundred years into the future, and someone has pulled the blade that was locking Arachi away. Oh, that's what I'm thinking and of. It, it hasn't been Arachi. every year for right. the last hundred years. It was every Correct. year, and, and now they've had a hundred years of peace. Yes, is it Waka? Did Waka pull it? No, Waka did not. It was pulled because Waka was absent. Waka was protecting it and uh. keeping someone from pulling it. But he had gone into a tri- on a trip into the the capital. Um. Anyway, for reasons, for reasons, yeah. I mean, he's because got a of the second boss fortress. What's I? I don't know. Anyway, um, so yeah, you you start out the the forest. Uh, Was it Kushi? No, uh, Kushi's the uh, the brewer. Okay. Um, Sequoia is the the nymph. Now the nymph has managed to protect the village of Kamiki when Arachi is released again. But she has not been able to protect anything else. Right. And with her last bit of strength, she comes to the statue of Shiranru, the, the wolf hero from 100 years ago, and she reawakens Ami. Um, and that's where you actually get to start playing. After a very game. long time. You it's have about earned 20 it. 20 minutes of cutscene. By yeah. the time you yeah. get to play, you've earned it. Yeah, that, that's true. And then the, what, the first thing that the game teaches you to do is break pots. I mean, you you should know that. Yes, that's that's gaming one hundred and one. Yes, you always got to start with a little pot. Break the pots. This is the reason I can't I can't ever be a potter. I'm I'm terrified gamers will just come destroy all my work. I I probably mm. would do that. Yeah, I mean, why else would you make pots? Yeah. See. So yeah, the game is in in two relatively distinct sections. There's a series of dungeons and bosses. You beat the first big boss, and then you get distracted by the computer. And sorry, this is the first big boss. Yeah, but people can't see it, you know. So yeah, but there's the first big boss. Wait, no, you, this is the first, or is this? Uh, this is Orochi. the spider. Okay, this is just the first boss. I mean, you you do a series of bosses. You fight Orochi. <laughs> The game is not over. There's a second half behind it. There's it's a, more than a second half. There's a bigger like bad. Yeah, you, it's, it's when longer. you beat the Arachi, what I thought was the final boss. Like I was disappointed. I thought the game was too short. You're like a tenth of the way in when you beat Arachi. It's not quite that bad, but it's <laughs> at least a quarter and three quarters. Um, I think it's at most a fifth. <laughs> this is a long game. Anyway. You 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 fight a bunch of bosses. You do things. What one of the things that so we we watched this uh, this review by Tim Rogers, formerly of Kotaku, mm-hmm. um, <coughs> where one of the things he complained about was that the the brush system gets old quickly, and I think that that is true in the beginning of the game, and I think the game actually gets better over time, and the brush system becomes more interesting when you have more of the brush techniques. 
And ultimately, by the end, there's a lot of, of flexibility and interesting variety there, even within the combat. One of the last bosses, if not the last boss, is a big... Uh, it, it's a big celestial brush boss where you have to be regaining your brush techniques back again during the fight and knowing how to use them. I thought that was really cool. But a lot of the beginning of the game is a very slow start. And I think it's hard to get into. The The game is good after about the middle and, and when you're just in it. I never experienced that. And it may be that I played it so long ago that the games that were around to compare it and contrast it to um, weren't on the same level. Most of them anyway. Yeah. Um, but from the beginning, I was enchanted. Th- this, this was always a great game to me. I mean, you're not alone. I People love I this game. I didn't... Um, I didn't. I didn't struggle with the brush system. I don't think that bothered me either, and I do have an attention span problem. But I think it it was more what you were talking about—the completionist thing and feeling not knowing that I was making real progress with the world, not really understanding that things were not reversing, and then this everything was so big, and I didn't know where we were going. But I don't think the brush strokes bothered me. I thought that was pretty cool the whole way. So the one thing that we have not talked about yet is Isun, which is your your little companion character that talks a lot. Mm-hmm. And and as far as I'm concerned, in every possible way, Isun is the worst thing in this game. Um, both because he is like the epitome of over tutorialization in video games that was happening in this era, where everything must be explained all the time, constantly, and he he doesn't quite go so far as to spoil puzzles in the same way that uh that skyward sword does but it's still like terrible version of this but man i also just hate him as a character i hate everything about isun i hate i hate frankly i hate the womanizing of the character and the game it it takes me out of it because i want to enjoy playing this game with the kids but I don't want to be reading his dialogue to them for sure. And the game just is way over-sexualized in a way that is just completely out of place. And it's all entirely coming from him. Yeah. It is. You could just If you just took him out, it wouldn't be there. Well, I mean, it's also in the character design. It's clearly Not- built out that way. Yeah. But it, uh, yeah, I, I, I hate Isun. I hate everything about him. I, I could remove him from the game and enjoy the game much more. If I could turn you soon off, I would. Yes. It is the only change I would make to the game. Um, there also is a character sort of like him in Twilight Princess, which is, I think is the main thing that makes me think that they're like, there's a little imp riding on the wolf's back. Oh, oh, yeah, but not... Is it Impa? It's no, not Impa. Impa. It's... um. What is her name? It, well, she's the Twilight Princess. I can't remember her yeah, name Yeah, she ends up being a secret princess, but... Something that I enjoyed in the game, after all of the big bass bottles battles, you 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 did have uh, you did end up with with some very satisfying cutscene, and you get to do like a wolf howl, and and it it it, it was one of the most fulfilling um, 
regular ends to a boss battle that I've I've seen in a game. Yeah, there's a lot of ritual to it. Yeah. And and that's yeah. true in like the the moment to moment gameplay with oh I will find the trees and I will heal them, but everything about the game is ritualized and it's really good. It it Oh, we, feeding the animals. Yeah, we haven't talked about that at all. Oh. So you can buy like feed and seed and fish and things to feed animals and then you just find animals around the world and you're like, "Oh, I will feed them." And it gets you experience points basically that you can use to level up, but and little hearts come from the animals to you. Well, and that stays, th- that stays too, right? Yeah, they, same they kind they of thing. Once you, you fed them, them, they yeah. are fed forever, just like real animals. When I <laughs> <laughs> when I played the game before, I just assumed they were effectively random encounters, right? And oh, so I, I didn't see. realize, right? I yeah, was, no, every one of them counts, and the game is counting it. Yeah, so I, I knew that you got experience points for it, but again, I thought it was just like getting coins in Mario. Uh, but the the best part is the music, and you get this little pastel wonderland while the music plays and the camera spins around you feeding an animal. And this Pokemon is pastel colors of the wind leaf thing going on everywhere. No matter what the actual environment looks yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, sparkly wind with rainbow pastel leaves fluttering about on it with mountains in the background. It's so beautiful. When doing this recently, we believed to ourselves, and we haven't gone back to check this, but we believed that in the original version of the game that that would just go forever if you didn't push a button. I I don't know for sure, but it feels like it did. I'm pretty sure that it did. I'm pretty sure that I left it f- eating animals while I like walked to the store. Left it back. eating animals. <laughs> eating animals. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> I Wait played the game a, a little different. <laughs> but yeah, in, until the very, very end of this playthrough, I would pretty much just let the timer run out on that every time. Because part of it is the ritual, and part of it is just this excuse to just sit and relax and almost meditate for a moment. It was kind of great. Yeah, I, I'm not sure how they did that so well. It really is quite zen to just sit and watch the camera rotate around these these two figures doing the same thing. And I mean that's that's kind of impressive. So you've you've played the game several times, at least three times, right? At Would least. you say? Yeah, and I've I've definitely started it and gone a good halfway or so, at least six more. And I was the one playing this most recent time, and it's been a few months now since we finished it. Uh, but I was wondering if there was anything that you saw in me playing through it that you noticed that made the game seem different or that you i I don't know anything you noticed about my play style or the way i was playing it because it was a bit of a learning curve so the treasure chests in the water you can slash those it's true well did you figure that out because it was upsetting me the thing that i was doing i think was dropping bombs on yeah and that was fine (laughs) Right, that is what you started that doing. That was my suggestion, and it worked really well. Because <laughs> you can just slash no, I, those. I think I didn't actually learn that you can slash them. I think I was waiting to get some kind of yeah, air bubble I know you were. brush thing. <laughs> you, you, you thought you were going to get a special brush thing, and I'm just like, no, you have the power, and it's within you. Which Bombs is weird. because funny, though. I mean, eventually, yeah, you got the bomb brush. I know I had the bomb brush pretty. Yeah, you get that like third. It was something. just an yeah. idea of how to get them out when you weren't figuring yeah. it out. It worked. It's weird because again, the game is super verbose and over tutorialized, but then also uh, doesn't teach you some of these basic things that aren't actually meant to be huge puzzles. 
So, you know, I, I, I can easily get negative when I try to evaluate a thing. I'm not going to go down my list of complaints here. We've actually mostly talked about them, so that's fine. Uh, but the one thing that I actually do, aside from Isun, the thing that I think is weird and unnecessary in this game is that when you reach the end, it locks you into the end, and there's a save point in there, and you can't go back. And that seemed completely unnecessary. I have no idea why they did that. I'm, I am a-okay with it because of the way you start the new game. Right. How but do you start if, the new if, game? There's just a new game plus thing, and you have all of your powers and stuff. Uh, well, not, okay. well, no. I don't think you have all of your brush strokes yet. Maybe not the brush strokes. Um, but you, you start out with extras, and yeah. things that you found like stray beads... You still have. Yeah, oh, so nice. some of the, the bigger collectibles, you you have the ones you found. You so aren't you, refinding you them You can again. essentially kind of go back with and your And you can stuff. Like, change into different kinds of dogs, different breeds and stuff. Oh. Yeah, yeah you like unlock them. Nice. Yeah, that I did not know. I have gotten almost all of them unlocked. Can you be I think a there was one hound? I was missing. Um, I don't remember a basset hound. There was be a, a chow, which was adorable. I don't think you can go that small. So, Cam, you have been playing. Um, oh, no, you got to do it right now. No. Because you messed up. No, you messed up, so you got to do it right now. No. I own the edit, so I get to do whatever I want. <laughs> Will you do it, Andy? Do what? I, I messed up my name, so you got to fix it. Oh. Cam. Think. <laughs> so, Cam, you've been playing Breath of the Wild, and uh, I, you seem to be enjoying that a fair bit. And, you know, you, you haven't been playing it quite as much recently as you were when you were really into it and before you beat it. That's because I beat it. Yeah. But you, you've continued to go back to it. And I'm wondering if you would make any comparisons between your experience playing that game and your kind of nostalgia for and experience replaying or re-going through Okami. I would say I'm really happy... Um with the parallels that I've seen between them, there's there's a lot of beauty in both games. I don't think that Breath of the Wild will age as exceptionally as Okami, but I, I think it will age well. Um, I think a lot of it's a lot of the beauty is is color palette and style, uh, which they're both exceptional at. Do you see elements of Okami in any other any of the other games that you enjoy playing? Because you you have a bit of a diverse kind of palette <laughs> for games. You're not wrong. So, do you see elements of Okami in the other games that you enjoy? Like, are there common threads between this and other th- reasons that you play games, or is it pretty unique? even within the things that you enjoy in games. There's an app where you can raise koi fish. Okay. And that's kind of got the same feel, only mobile. (laughs) Okay. It's very zen. I like how different a game you're having to actually go find to Um, to find the core of what you're trying. Spyro, uh, the running around. Yeah, but have you gone back to Spyro? The the sheer joy of running around. Yeah, that's Uh, fair. 
I was very sad uh, in the the giveaways channel that I hang out in. Someone posted a copy of Spyro Trilogy, and I did not notice it until after somebody else had grabbed it. Aww. So I, I got Crash Bandicoot instead. Oh, that that is that is. Are you also way into Crash Bandicoot? I used to play it really hardcore. Well, we we have that now. Good to know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I used to be pretty good at it actually. I don't think I've game? ever played it. Is that the game you could play inside, inside of, of the last Nathan Drake game? Yeah, because it's Naughty Dog. They made that both games. Oh, okay. That's the only satisfied. time I've played mm-hmm. Crash Bandicoot is inside yeah, so of Uncharted. Yes, we played it inside of Uncharted 4. <laughs> but other than that. You should play Uncharted. It's fun. It's it's a it's a fun time. I will I will add it to the list. Yeah, inside of Uncharted Four, you uh you sit down on the couch with your wife and play Crash Bandicoot, and whoever loses has to do the dishes or something like that. Oh, she'd be doing the dishes. No, she well maybe with you playing it, yeah. But with, <laughs> yeah. But with Nathan Drake playing it, he he loses at Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. So for me, like I talked about Death Stranding, I also had been playing Snake Pass and and Near, and these are all games that I've mentioned in other ways, and they were all kind of hitting me in the same way at the same time of a game that I just liked taking my time in and just being in a place, mm-hmm. and and not Snake Pass especially, uh, if you play that as though it is just a puzzle game, it gets really annoying and and long. But when I was just hanging out and listening to the David Wise music and and coiling around weird uh, platforming contraptions, I enjoyed it quite a lot more. I'm trying to figure out if I've ever been good at just hanging out in a game. This hmm. might be my problem. Maybe, yeah, maybe you should look for one that you would just like to be in. I, w- I, w- I was going to say that that's a pretty rare quality, I think. I think I kind of feel that way about The Witness. Like, I don't feel in a rush. Yeah. And that was something we talked about when we were trying to draw, like, through lines in the games that we enjoy of... Yeah, that, we were talking about Myst. Yeah. And and Mist, games that, yeah. that don't give you a sense of urgency. They don't rush you. It, you have a sense of, of unhurried exploration. I think I have a harder time in it in games with the like other characters and enemies. I mostly need a game that is completely devoid of that. Well, and eventually that was something that I didn't like about Okami was that the plot that it was throwing in your face kept telling you there was urgency and like everybody's dying or everyone's sick and you got to fix it right now. Yeah. But the gameplay is really built more around just hanging out and I I found that a lot easier when you realize that Isun just has really bad anxiety. Hmm. <laughs> and just don't let it rub off on you. Yeah. Maybe. It's 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 not that the situation's so dire. He just has some perceptual issues because of his his struggle with anxiety. I do think that there's a version of this game that doesn't have as much of a big bad and you're just kind of wandering around and and fixing little mundane problems in people's lives because that's in this game and those are some of the best parts of it. If there wasn't this big, huge save the world plot and you were just doing all of the little side things, I think I would enjoy it even more. A lot of media does suffer from always thinking you need a villain. 
is is that not what they did with the chibi game of okami I, it could be i might it, i've never played it yeah there's like a ds game <gasps> chibi robo that's a game i like hanging out in yes that game also has that you you yeah i used to hang out in chibi robo mm-hmm. be like i'm in a fake house cleaning for fun Cam, you would love because Chibi I'm Robo. tiny. Have you? We never made you play Chibi Robo cleaning. It sounds really fun. You, you are, you are going to love this game. We will show this game you're, to you soon. You're a tiny robot in a big house. So well, in a normal size house. In a normal size house, so you have to find all these creative ways to get up on things because you're tiny. But this family bought you to like help them clean up, and so you get points for like cleaning up trash or scrubbing away footprints. But meanwhile, you you also, earn happy points. You earn happy points, and then you pl- you have to plug yourself back into the wall. You have a going. you're dangling an electrical cord out your butt like As a, a tail, tail. <laughs> and you literally have to pick it up and plug it into and the then, wall. And then you slowly start to learn about the family's problems, and you you help them solve their personal problems. It's great. It's a fantastic little it's game. It's so good. There's aliens in it. Too. There are also aliens in it. <laughs> yeah. The, the aliens in that one were pretty shocking, too. Like, yes. what? It's kind of out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. You should play TV Robo. Aliens. It also has the... Yes. Dialogue. That's true. I won't dare. I think it's worse in TV Robo. It's pretty great. Yeah. Well, part of it is because there's so many different non-human characters in it that they each have very overemphasized different yeah. ways of speaking. Katamari Damacy. Okay. That one's all about urgency, though. You were asking what other games that I would draw I would draw connections with. Katamari Damacy, they talk the same. Yeah. That's a pretty common thing in games, though. Of, of the games that I have played, I think that's the two. Interesting. Yeah. Katamari Damacy's cool. Uh, that's another capital G game, important game that people like. It's beautiful. Yes, it is also beautiful. Can There's a re-release cows. of it on the Switch. Can roll up cows. So is there anything more we should talk about with Okami? I like that you can unlock artwork. Oh, it, I guess I don't... Uh, maybe I, don't I did. remember that. I'm trying to remember. Oh, yeah, there's like art... There's those nice line drawing versions of all of the enemies and things, right? And other stuff. Yeah, yeah. So those you get like when you find the enemies, but there's there's also like and I don't know if they changed this in the later releases, but like there's there's art galleries that you could unlock as you beat the game. Okay. Yeah, I, um, I tend to appreciate that kind of thing, but I never actually like pursue it. I like it incidentally, but I never complete them. Hmm. I ended up I I was surprised at 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 the number of things that I was able to unlock without pursuing, um, because I've never been completionist on this game as much as I would like to be. Every time I decide that I want to try and completionist again, I end up starting over again from scratch because I don't have any of my old saves because blah blah or different system blah blah. Um, have you ever gotten all of the, the stray beads? I've not. Do you know what happens if you get all of the straight beads? <coughs> do you know? I what do happens? not. Mm, no, I don't. I don't know. Fascinating. D- does anything happen from just getting some of them? No. No. Okay. <laughs> so and there's just... there's a lot of them too. There's a hundred, I think. Yeah, something. Oh, gosh. Yeah, it, it might or be. It might be ninety nine. Yeah. Enough gameplay has happened. I feel it like you tells should just look you this up. Which ones you have? 
Yeah, they're they're individual. You you know they're numbered, but yeah. d- but does does that help you know where the ones you're missing are? Well, it, numbered. It it does if you like look them up in a walkthrough or whatever. Oh, because you you know which ones are missing. It's yeah. not just I have this many of them. So it's pretty easy to fill in with help. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. And ideally, I would like to get you know close you have my save to jump off the back off now but it's your save yeah you were there for some of it it's kind of your save too yeah it was your (laughs) save i don't feel like i would feel like i had really completionisted i feel like that's like i was jumping off here's what i would say eating most of a sandwich and going you watched me eat it it's your sandwich too no 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 this is we each ate half of a sandwich she ate her whole sandwich, and then she was like, hey, are you going to finish that? And then ate my half of the sandwich, too. I didn't play at all. That's, no, but you have before. That's what I'm saying. You, you've you've Ooh, beaten... I had a sandwich years ago, so yeah. I'm fine, Andy. <laughs> you only have to feed them once. You're right. fed forever. When, when you feed the animals, they're fed forever. Yeah, it's true. It's so true. don't go. Don't start the game over again. I'm not. This, I'm not. Here's hearts. This has been a big part hearts. of us finishing games recently, is not starting them over from the beginning. That's how we finally finished Final Fantasy VIII. Yeah, but I don't think <laughs> we've ever done a completionist thing that way. I would That's have true. a hard time feeling that way when I was trying to 100% something. If you just want to, like, say you beat the game, I find that acceptable if you, like, played up to a certain point and then lost track of it and then want to play the end, like, years later. Right. And you find a way to do that. Yeah, that's great. If you want to collect every single item in the game, that's got to be, like, your save. That's got to be a thing that you, like, Hmm. did. Hmm. I don't think you can, like, just... Mm-hmm. top off someone else's game and feel like you did it i it's think true. you would you would still have that hole for, for it's clearly better to just not do it for, apparently for reference yeah i have i've pursued completionism with oh, probably a handful of games i've only succeeded with one. Oh my oh sorry please one, please one? do not kick all of the microphone stands so which one bioshock oh, i, I yeah. got all 50 achievements and the brass balls the extra achievement before it was cool for games to have an extra over 50. I'm not well, capable it, of playing that game. It used to not be allowed. <laughs> yeah. It was, I was, I believe, the first game to have 51 well, achievements. I wouldn't be surprised uh, by that. Um, anyway, uh, Brass Balls was was uh, the 51st achievement. And it was beating it all without using the Vita Chambers. Oh. Yeah. It was I mean, there's, there's just a mode in the game that turns I, them off. I literally don't think that I could do it now. Yeah. Like, I don't think I have the reaction speed anymore. I, I just, I just, I just find it scary. Bioshock? Yeah. I mean, I find it terrifying. That was one of the best parts. Yeah. Play that game in the dark, you're going to have nightmares for a week. That's it's, not my idea of beautiful. a fun time. So... <laughs> What what are we gonna play next? Um. Well, we can keep working on Thimbleweed Park. Yep. So we're gonna do an episode about adventure games. Yeah, we were talking about trying to compare Thimbleweed Park uh, against Broken Age, which is a really interesting divergent evolution between two uh, collaborative creators. That you know, we might have to go back and review some of yeah. Broken Age because it's been quite a while since we played it. Has it has been but. quite a while, but I think that. That would that would be really fun. I have no idea how 
close to the end of Thimbleweed Park we are. It feels like I think it is really far. It is only ever expanded in scope, I know. but I'm afraid we're going to hit a point and it's just going to collapse in on itself. Probably, but so far every time we find something, we find like three more things to solve. Yeah. So it's just it's just always getting a farther away from the goal. But Cam, how about you? You going to play more Breath of the Wild or are you going to look for something else to play? I I need to beat it again now that I have all of Zelda's memories. I see. I was going to go do that the other night, but you guys went to bed and I didn't want to play alone. Okay. It's allowed. I want to play alone. Okay, after Zelda though, what what are you looking for? What are you looking for in a game? Midterms are next week. <laughs> That's also true. <laughs> but then after midterms, you'll have all of this free psychic energy. Yeah, for finals. <laughs> no. Maybe you could find a way to include Okami in a paper or a project. I think that seems likely. So did I ever tell you about my Okami art? No. This is a, Maybe. A, from the past, I presume. This not recently. Like my first apartment that I got all to myself. I like paper mache one of the Okami trees that you make blossom. Right. Like life-sized. And wow. is, I think you did say this because this is the same apartment that had the Bioshock bathroom, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So you, you mentioned this at one point. With with a, like everything you that was visible looked very Bioshock, um, including the artwork and everything. I spent entirely too much money getting a bunch of stuff framed. Uh, anyway, um, but I also did like an Okomi mountain range on my wall with uh, black string and pushpins and black cutouts do you have photos of this readily available mm, maybe it sounds it doesn't have to be right now it just sounds like something that should go in the show notes uh i i'm not i'm not really sure what i want to play so i i have been refining my my joy of gaming um which has been nice but um there's a big backlog. You guys still haven't really gotten into Bioshock Infinite, and I'm you don't need to get. I'm into stuck Bioshock on Assassin's Infinite. Creed Revolution. Bioshock's my favorite game. Yeah, but Bioshock Infinite is its own thing. She's played it. I was enjoying. Really? It yeah. As a game, I just wasn't enjoying life. Uh, okay. <laughs> um. Yeah, I. I don't know. I don't know where to go from here. Okay. Breath of the Wild was good. Yeah, it's a good game. People like it. You should play Chibi Robo. You you should at least check out Chibi Robo. <laughs> I would be interested to know if you would fall in love with it in the same way that we did. I feel like we found that game on accident. Did we didn't we rent it at like the family video? Yeah, I just thought it looked really funny and we got it and then it was actually awesome. Yeah. Well, I think that's going to do it. Uh, thank you, Andy and Cam, for being here and, and uh, sharing a little bit of conversation about Okami. I hope that we find another game for you. We'll make you play some more games and enjoy games. More games. Oh, we're looking at pictures now. Look. Ooh. Yeah, we'll, we'll put some of these, if, if it's all right. Is it okay to put some of these up on, on Civil Threads? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, okay. We'll put some of these maybe uh, with, with the album art or whatever. And uh, anyway... Thanks for listening. Hopefully it won't be as, well, I say this every time. Hopefully it won't be as long 
uh, between now and the next time we record. We did another trial one that might end up turning into something that, uh, you know, we'll see how that goes. But otherwise, thanks for listening. Come